Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. My name is Jason Monroe and this is episode 19. Welcome back. Uh, I, after, after the last episode, I received some lovely messages from people and I received an email actually not about the last episode, but about the one I did about Slimming World. I can't even remember what the title of it was. It was something along the lines of... The slimming world is ruining you and you don't even realise it. Something like that. Uh, and yeah, somebody came back to me about a past episode. Said that they've kind of seen the light. I've helped them realise how disordered and damaging what they're actually trying to do to lose weight is. And they are going to... They've decided to try calorie counting. Now, I... I hope... I hope it doesn't come across in any way that I'm suggesting that calorie counting is better or superior. Yes, we have to control calories. Now, controlling to, to lose weight, we have to control calories. That does not mean counting calories. It just means finding a way of controlling your calories that does indeed lead to a calorie deficit so that someone can lose weight. Um, Slumming World do a lot of studies on calorie counting so that they can uh what's the word publicly shame it no that's not the term i want so they can speak shit about it in public basically we 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 employed this independent whatever and they came to the conclusion that you know our members say that slumming world is better than calorie counting blah 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 and it's all just cherry-picked biased bullshit do you know, it's like, I don't know, it's like um, Kellogg's, for example. You know, the whole breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Kellogg's started that in the 70s, 80s, a long time ago. A long time ago. I'm saying that because I'm 37 and that was a long time ago to me. Um, but yeah, like creating something that supports your business, right? You know, Slumming World are not going to employ someone to do a study that's and then come out and release this public statement and say, guess what, guys? We found out calorie counting is better than Slumming World, so you should all just cancel your memberships and we'll go under. Off you go, calorie count. Of course they're not going to fucking do that. Um, but the point here was, I, I don't want it in any way to sound like calorie counting is some sort of superior way of losing weight or that it is indeed the best way to do it because calorie counting alone can often be a terrible way to lose weight and I'll I'll go into some detail why today um, and kind of explain the best way to go about calorie counting with it with it not being the best thing you can possibly do look not everyone is going to get along with every approach depending on who you are what you're like what your history is like you may get on with it you may not um but let me explain why calorie counting alone can be dangerous right so calorie a a calorie is a unit of measurement and it is used to measure the amount of energy contained within our food. So if you eat an apple, an apple contains 90 calories, your body will extract the majority of that, not all of it, but it will extract the majority of it from the food as it digests it, and that 90 calories will go towards powering 
something about your day. It could be the the commute to work. You might walk that. You might run off that ninety calories from that apple while walking to work, or brushing your teeth, or sitting at your desk, or walking the kids to school. Whatever it is, okay. The calories that you consume. If if you were a car, the calories would be the petrol or the diesel in the fuel tank. That's what fuels the activity of you. But calories alone don't address the wider issue. So, yes, if you are gaining or have gained weight, it is because you have consumed more calories than you need. Now, you did not intentionally set out to eat more than you needed. It happened as a result of, honestly, countless factors. You know, there's this horrible perception from people that don't do what I do. You know, I'll have conversations with people and they'll be like, yeah, but how can they not see that they're getting bigger? And how can, you know, are they just greedy? How, you know, why are they eating so much? And it's like, well, it's not like that. People don't sit down and intentionally stuff themselves full with the sole purpose of gaining weight. You know, you don't have to overeat to gain weight. If you eat two high calorie chocolate bars in a day, and that's the only thing you eat, that could potentially be enough for you to gain weight that day. It's not that people are, you know, eating constantly, all day, non-stop, and gaining weight as a result. A lot of it's to do with the nutritional balance. It does not take much to overconsume on calories. You can go out for dinner, a single meal, in a restaurant, and consume your entire day's calorie needs in a single meal, plus drinks. So disgustingly, horribly easy. People got very upset recently about putting calories on menus when, you know, personally, I I think that's a helpful thing. What I believe is that you probably should be offered two menus. Would you like to see one with the nutrition information or the one without? And that kind of helps accommodate people that perhaps have eating disorders or disordered approaches to eating that don't want to know. You know, give them the option. Uh, But, you know, should we really be getting upset about calorie numbers being on menus? I think we should maybe be getting more upset at how restaurants are allowed to create single meals that are the equivalent of an entire person's daily intake. Like, what is the point having all this information out in the public domain that said, like, I don't have anything to hand like a food packet but what's the point in how I'm going to get one I'm going to pause it and get one so I can do this okay so the the first thing I picked out of my kitchen cupboard was a bag of croutons that my wife probably purchased thinking it was a good idea at the time and it's they've probably been in there for 10 months or something but it has what I wanted on the back right so it gives you all the nutritional information um, and then it says So there's a column that says RI, recommended intake. So it's the percentage of an adult's recommended intake. And it tells you what percentage of your RI this makes up. And at the bottom it says RI equals reference intakes of an average adult, 2,000 calories per day, right? So the suggestion is that on average, adults burn around 2,000 calories per day. Now, if that's the guidance that they spend a lot of money implementing and researching and putting out in the public domain, forcing companies to put it on nutrition labels, and then here is a restaurant with a main meal and the calories next to it say 2,400. 
you know, why, why are we not putting more pressure on restaurants to stop trying to make their meal, their food taste outrageously delicious? Like, there's no need for a single meal to be one single main meal to be two thousand four hundred calories. They are lacing it with all sorts with the sole purpose of making that taste as delicious as possible, which makes sense because if you eat something that's incredibly delicious, what are you going to do? You're going to leave a great review. You're going to take a picture. You're going to put it on Instagram. You're going to boast about it. You're going to not boast about it. You know what I mean? Not boast. That's the wrong word, but you broadcast it. You're going to tell everyone, God, we went to that restaurant. I had the whatever. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal because they packed it full of everything to give you the best possible taste sensation and it equated to 2,400 calories a day one day plus 400 calories worth of your energy needs in a single dish um, anyway, tangent, right back to the point uh, calories don't address the wider issues with people's diets, right so Yes, people are consuming too many calories, and that is what leads to weight gain. But we need to understand, why are they consuming too many calories? What is it that is absent from that person's diet that is leading to a higher intake, right? So people whose diet is devoid of vegetables, devoid of fruit, if you lose low-calorie filling foods, like vegetables especially, fruit as well, if you, lo- if you don't have them in your diet, filling low-calorie foods, what are you going to eat in place of that? Less filling, higher-calorie foods. And if you eat less filling foods, you're going to be hungry more frequently. And if you're hungry more frequently, you're going to keep... you know, And you don't have... Your go-to food is already unfilling, high-calorie foods. The more hungry you are, the more you eat the same, the more calories you consume. So the problem with calorie counting is that it doesn't address what I think is the the biggest issue when it comes to weight management, when it comes to improving people's diet as a whole. Diet quality. Diet quality is almost everything. If you have a low quality diet, meaning the absence of essential nutrients, right? So the things that we... It's not just about eating vegetables and eating fruit. Remember, we do these things because of what it is you're supposed to get from it. They don't tell you to eat vegetables because they're plants and they're natural and all the rest of it. They They tell you to eat vegetables because these vegetables contain things that your body needs. All of the essential vitamins and minerals that you... Well, not all of them, but a large portion of them, comes from things that come from the ground. That's how you define, like, a fibre intake. It's a pl- anything that comes from a plant or is derived from a plant will contain fibre. And unless it's highly processed and somebody's stripped all the goodness out and just left the fibre, that fibre comes with nutrients. So you're not just eating an apple because, you you know, there's this idea that it's a healthy food. You're eating an apple because it contains a level of nutrients that your body needs every single day. So the problem was 
for me, in most cases, is diet quality. So yeah, back to the point. If someone, so like this person that sent me a message, uh, they they decided that that's it. I've had enough of this. I'm not doing slimming it world anymore. I am going to have a go at calorie counting. And that's why I said I would record this episode. So it is very easy to go onto the internet to type in calorie burn calculator or miraculously TDEE calculator, total daily energy expenditure. Very long-winded way of saying calorie burn. And you can do the sums. I am 37, 78 kilos, 5 foot 9. Um, what did I miss? Male. <laughs> and I do, I am moderately active each day, 10 to 12k steps. Okay, you, you are burning somewhere around 2,300 calories. For you to lose weight, you, you know, and then you, you can pick the selector, right? Do you want to lose a pound a week? Yes. Everybody says no. I would say yes, a pound a week. You should eat, what did I say, 2,300? You should eat 1,800 calories a day. Cool. I want to lose two pounds a week. You should eat 1,300 calories a day. But this is all about calories, right? This is all about the energy. This isn't addressing diet quality. So let's say, I'll keep using myself as an example. I am burning 2,300 calories a day. I have a low quality diet. I'm hungry quite frequently. I'm eating quite frequently. And the total calories that my daily intake adds up to is 3,000. And 3,000 calories is leading me to gain weight at a steady pace, three or four pounds a month. Because I'm because of the overconsumption of calories. Now, I've done the calculator. I've decided I want to lose weight. If the only, the one and only thing I try to change is the number of calories I am eating, that is what the term eat less means, okay? So when people say eat less and move more, yeah, that's not particularly helpful, especially if you have a low quality diet because I'm not overeating, I'm not binge eating, I'm not emotionally eating. I quite simply have a poor quality diet that lacks filling power and that lack of filling power is leading to an increase in hunger, which means that the total number of calories my diet equates to each day is 3,000. Now, if 3,000 calories is what it takes for me to reach the point of fullness throughout the day, how am I now going to go from 3,000 calories and gaining weight to this 1,800 calories and losing weight if the number of calories is the only thing that I do, uh, the only thing that I change? What's going to happen in that instance? Right, if you if, if it's taking three hundred calorie three thousand calories to satisfy your hunger, and you're now going to start having eighteen hundred, what are you exposing yourself to? A massive increase in hunger. You need that three thousand to make that hunger go away. You're now going to strip twelve hundred calories out of that and expect to somehow start losing weight while exposing yourself to a big increase in hunger. And this is where the just eat less thing doesn't work. So th there's a term that I use with my clients, okay? You can, I'll break this one down. You cannot scale a weight gaining diet down 
to achieve weight loss. And that's what that situation that I just explained was. Taking someone from having 3,000 calories, continuing to eat all of the same foods, but somehow scale that down to be able to get by on 1,800 every single day to achieve weight loss, right? You cannot scale a weight gaining diet down. Meaning if you make absolutely no changes, if if your approach is just to try and eat less, just to try and count a lower number of calories, you're doomed to fail. And I also say this to my clients in the opposite direction. So when I've worked with someone for however many months, they reach the end of their time, they reach a weight where they're comfortable and happy and they say, Jason, I am ready to go to maintenance. It's one of the happiest days ever. But we still have some work to do. Like once you reach whatever, I don't want to use the word target weight, but it's the one that most people will relate to. Um, If you reach whatever sort of target or goal weight, I prefer a weight range rather than an exact number. um, Once you reach that, you know, that's not it. You don't just stop and then go back to normal. Because remember, it was your normal that led you to lose weight in the first place. Once you reach that point where you're ready to stop dieting for fat loss, then we need to start rebuilding in the opposite direction. So when someone first gets into a calorie deficit, I teach them what I'm going to talk about in a a minute with regards to improving diet quality. So increasing diet quality to help decrease calorie intake. Okay. So they have to make some swaps, some changes. Um, I don't really encourage the complete removal of things. It's more, if you think of it as a pie chart, There are foods that are in the larger part of the pie chart and then there are foods that are in the smaller part. You know, to to lose weight, we need to increase the size of the smaller part because those are generally the more filling ones and we need to decrease the other ones. So someone will spend a few weeks going through that kind of transformation and they will create a diet that they enjoy, that helps fill them up, that meets all their body's needs and also has them in a calorie deficit so that they are losing weight. Now, when you get to the end of a diet phase and you are ready to stop losing weight, you need to consume more calories. So if if it takes me 2,300 calories to maintain my weight and I want to stop losing weight, I can't keep having the 1,800. I need to get back up to the 2,300. But the issue then is that You've gotten used to eating at 1800. You've created a way of getting by each day that has you satisfied on 1800. So now we need to start reversing those swaps and changes we made. And we need to expand the piece of the pie chart that we made smaller and bring back some of those foods. And we need to reduce the size of the bigger part so that it's smaller again. So that we're not overeating to eat more calories. We're simply bringing back some of the higher calorie, less filling stuff dropping a little bit of the lower calorie, more filling stuff so that we can still get by each day with that same level of enjoyment and satiety, but we've just tipped the balance so that we can then maintain weight. Because the point there was that you cannot, you know, similar to how you can't scale a weight gaining diet down, you can't scale a weight loss diet up. Because to scale a weight loss diet up, would mean you'd have to overeat and that's completely at odds with the things I teach in my approach. We're not trying to, overeating is something we're trying to avoid. We need to learn how to continue to eat in a way that satisfies us 
and is mostly within our our body's needs without and and still maintain that energy balance to maintain someone's weight so yeah because because i have my clients focusing on their protein and their fiber intake that's basically to teach them how to get an adequate level of protein i do not set high protein goals i've actually just written a daily post about this to go in fact, no, it was today's Daily Post, Wednesday. I posted it today. Um, I don't do a high-protein approach. I do an adequate protein approach. The thing with that is, because most people consume very low-protein diets, even a low-to-adequate protein intake is seen as high-protein. It's not high. It's higher than they were used to. Um so yeah, that's a main focal point with what we do because most people aren't consuming enough and it plays a large role in why people are hungry all the time. Fibre, it's not so much about the fibre itself. Well, yes, we do need fibre and it's helpful. The advice that I give around fibre intakes is that, you know, we're trying to aim for roughly this amount of fibre. Here are a bunch of foods that you should aim for. There's no mystery or secret. It's basically plants. Increase your fruit intake, increase your vegetable intake, and your fibre intake will take care of itself. So when it comes to the end of your journey, and you're trying to scale your diet up the way, you can't just eat loads more protein and loads more fibre, because that's just going to lead you to being stuffed, and you're not going to be able to increase your calories. So yeah, um, back to the point. Diet quality is important. That's the point that I'm, I'm building up to, right? So if you are going to set out calorie counting, you are probably not going to succeed if you just count calories because you're not addressing the wider issue, right? Your your problem might be that you're consuming many that you're consuming too many calories, but there are there are a few steps before that, right? So inside Clan Monroe, I'm always talking to the guys about problem solving. So people think that their weight is a problem, right? Your weight is not a problem. Your weight is the result of a number of other problems. And it's similar with the number of calories that you consume. The number of calories you're having isn't the core of the problem. You need to take a couple steps back from that and ask, why am I consuming too many calories? What is it that I'm doing elsewhere that's leading to the end result of me consuming too many calories? For the vast majority of people, it's going to be poor diet quality. It's going to be the very low uh, vegetable intake or even the complete absence of vegetable and or fruit. So if you are planning to count calories, and this is this is why my, this is where macros come into it. Sorry, I'm always forgetting that I need to assume that you know people don't know things, right? Always taking it back to absolute basics. So protein, fats, carbs, we call these macronutrients. And it's it's the reason that you know people there are many people that calorie count, and then there are people that calorie and macro count. Now the, the reason that counting macros is helpful is that it addresses what I'm talking about. It helps you address the missing piece of the puzzle. The, you know, the lack of diet quality. Um, there, there isn't really any reason to get too into fats and carbs. So the way that I do things is uh, we calculate how many calories someone is burning 
and then we take 600 off of that and then we work to arrange 100 either side of that. So if I use myself as an example again, if I'm burning 2,300 calories, I would give myself a calorie range of 16 to 1,800 calories per day. And that allows for a bit of flexibility across a week. And if I land within that range on average by the end of each week, I am going to lose around a pound-ish per week. As well as that, we give everyone a minimum protein goal where we basically calculate your protein needs based on your body composition. We aim towards the lower end of that within reason. We don't set chronically low numbers because I'm not a dick (laughs) and I place more value on people's health than I do the number on the scales. Um, I would also have my nutritionist qualification stripped from me if I was ever seen to be doing anything other than looking after my client's health. And that's basically what I spoke about in that daily post today. Um, You know, with regards to protein intakes that, yes, some people do feel like they are high, but they're not, you know, from a from a from a needs standpoint, from what your body needs in a day they're not high, they're just adequate. And it's just that many people have such low protein diets that a higher intake seems like a mountain to climb. Um, But anyway, that's besides the point. We set a minimum protein goal where they should aim to hopefully achieve and exceed where possible. And then we look at fibre. So fibre isn't technically a macronutrient, but it's not far off. Um, We can treat it the same way. So 30 to 50 grams a day is considered a healthy range of fibre in adults. However, that's set based on people maintaining a weight maintenance diet. So for people who aren't focused on fat loss, yes, 30 to 50 grams of fibre a day might be completely realistic. But it's probably not real. You know, like think of it this way, right? Statistically, (laughs) couldn't give my is out there. Statistically, in fact, let's start here. The recommended level of fibre for two to five-year-old children is 15 plus grams per day. Remember the recommended level for adults, 30 to 50 grams. Statistically, what adults in the UK are actually consuming is the same level that's recommended for two to five-year-old children. On average, across all adults, it's 15 grams a day. And I'm sure it was something like 13 grams in women, 16 point something grams in men. And the average came out 15. So in some cases, consuming less than half of our daily intake. It's a bit of an ask to say to someone, right, not only am I going to ask you to eat less to lose weight, I also want you to increase something that you're already not doing, but I want you to do it on lower calories. So for me, asking someone to to make sure that they are absolutely, without fail, not falling below 30 grams a day of fibre while trying to live on 14, 15, 1600 calories that's not good, is it? Um, so my suggestion to the guys I work with is, you know, exactly what I've said. This is probably unrealistic. In the future, at maintenance, yes, it might be more realistic with more freedom with calories. But while we're in a deficit, if you can get 20 to 30 grams a day of fibre during the period while you're losing weight, working under this calorie restriction, that's going to be fine. Because again, 
when it comes to the end of the process, when you scale that diet back up the way and you, you know, you, you reach whatever that goal weight is and you have five, 600 calories extra to play with, the hope is that people will still balance their diet roughly in the same direction, still prioritizing protein and fiber. Um, and that the numbers should all work out. Because the way here's the way I explain it to them, right? Let's say you take out a bank loan. Um, for whatever reason, a few grand over a couple of years, and you are paying it back at £300 per month. Now, for the next two years, you have to learn to get by on £300 less. For the first couple of months, it might sting a bit, but pretty soon you realise that you have to reduce that, get rid of that, not do that for a while, do that less frequently, spend less money on that. And after a couple of months, you're still living, you're still getting by, you've made the necessary changes, and now you have found a way of comfortably getting by on £300 less. And you come to the end of the two years, you make that last payment, and then the following month, all of a sudden you have a surplus of £300 because you've adapted and changed things to be able to get by for the last two years with the absence of that 300 quid. Now all of a sudden you're 300 quid up and you don't have anything essential to spend it on because you made all these changes. So it, it just feels like extra bonus money. That's kind of what it's like when you come to the end of a diet phase, right? You've learned how to get by on fewer calories than you need. You've made all the adjustments to your diet. Now you've reached your goal. Now you need to come up by five or 600 calories what am I going to spend all these extra calories on? And that's what I mean about having to start making those changes as your calories come up the way. Because you now need to change and adapt to a higher level. Otherwise, you'll just continue to lose weight. You'll just keep losing, losing, losing. God, I've had, you wouldn't believe this, but I have had countless, countless occasions with thousands of people I've worked with over the years where we've came to the end of the process, they've wanted to work up to maintenance, and it's taken us a while. People on social media will tell you, and rightly so, that... <clears throat> so I like to do something called reverse dieting. But I do it for different reasons, right? So many people will talk about reverse dieting, about building up your metabolism and all that stuff, right? I look at it as reversing your way out of a deficit. So like I said, someone's gotten used to having less calories than they need. Now, if if you came to me and said, right, I'm ready to stop losing weight, I could say, right, come up from 1,700 to 2,300. Let's see how it goes. That can be overwhelming. You've just spent six months at 1,700. All of a sudden, you've now to start eating 2,300. That can be massively overwhelming for most people. So the way I like to do things is I like to reverse out of a deficit. So when someone comes to me and says, that's me. I'm happy with where I am. I've achieved what I want to achieve. Can you help me get to maintenance? Of course. Let's start with this. Increase your calories by 200. Spend two weeks learning what it takes to get by with 200 calories extra. Start bringing back some of the things that you've swapped out. Start increasing the quantities of some of the higher calorie stuff. Come back to me in two weeks and then we'll do this again. We'll assess. We'll see where we are. A lot of the time we'll get to that two week point and people are still consuming fat loss calories and they're still losing weight. And that's when they realized, you know what, this maintenance stuff is trickier than I thought. You know, I thought it was going to be great having extra calories, but I've already created this way of living on less. 
and they find it tricky to go in the opposite direction. So we go through that process for however long it takes. So if, if someone was on 1,700 calories, they would come up to 1,900 and work to a range of 1,800 to 2,000. And if they do a couple of weeks there and they feel it's okay, we'll say, right, let's step it up again. Let's do two weeks at 2,100 and we'll work to the 2,000 to 2,200 range. And if they get on all right there, we'll say, right, let's get up to where we think maintenance is going to be. Let's see how you get on around 2,300. And we'll do that for a time until they feel comfortable that they've made all the adjustments and things are still within balance so that we can say, right, let's start getting away from tracking. Um, and, you know, that's that's an insight into the way that I try and do things with the guys I work with. But through that whole process, you know, it is not just calorie numbers. It is diet quality. And that's that's what I mean about, you know, we're... Because we focus so heavy, you know, if if, I, if you said to someone, right, here's 1,200 calories, just go and count 1,200 calories, come back to me in three weeks, <laughs> it would be a struggle. And if I said to them, right, just go up to 2,000, they would do it in an instant. They would be grateful for it. Whereas when I spend time working with people and we focus so heavily on diet quality, we get to the end of the process and it's like, right, increase your calories by 200 and they're like, oh, I don't know how. I'm already full. For me to for me to increase my calories, I would literally have to go and eat a, an unnecessary chocolate bar or three or four biscuits. I don't want to do it like that. And that's why we have to then say, right, the, the diet quality things worked great so far to help you with weight loss. Now you need to learn how to transform it into weight maintenance. And once we get through that last part of the process, that's where the magic is. Because you have now achieved a healthy weight, whatever that means to you. You have transformed your diet quality. By transforming your diet quality, you have reduced your calorie intake. And because you've done all of those things, future weight gain for you is now going to be absolutely minimal. Yo-yo dieting is going to be a thing of the past. Yes, your weight will increase and decrease as the seasons come and go. That's my live chat I'm actually doing with my guys and say, climb and row tomorrow night. Seasonal weight gain and why it's perfectly normal. Um, so yes, your weight will go up and down, but it's not going to be like the last 10 years. Three stone off, three stone on, three stone off, three stone on. It'll be six pounds up, six pounds down, four pounds up, four pounds down. Seasonal weight gain. Yes, it'll go up over Christmas and New Year and it'll come down in January and February. And it's this natural, this natural, gently curving graph as opposed to a very sharp, spiky, way up, way down, way up, way down. That's what yo-yo dieting is. Weight maintenance is understanding that your weight will fluctuate and change and evolve and be fluid just as the seasons are, just as every month of the year is different, just as your social calendar and life, etc. all change. So, I feel like I've kind of wandered off the topic of this. I'll probably need to change the original title of it. Calorie counting is not just, well, calorie counting is actually just counting calories. And that's why I've actually recorded reels and Instagram TV episodes about it. Why calorie counting can be terrible for weight loss because it doesn't address the wider issue. And I completely agree with Slimming World on this. 
Slimming World probably is better than calorie counting alone. Because calorie Slimming World at least addresses diet quality. Yes, they do it in a very disordered way. Yes, their language is awful. But healthy extras have a place. Free foods have a place. Not the free foods or the term free food, but the foods contained within that have a place. Speed foods have their place. Slimming World, on paper, the core of their plan, what it's trying to teach you, is basically the same balance that I teach my clients, except I do it without all the bullshit. The 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 bad the terrible language, sins, etc. Um the disordered teaching style being delivered by unqualified coaches. At the core of it, you know, slumming world is basically that's what everything is. That's what every diet, not every diet in the world, but every diet that at least has some form of health attached to it is trying to teach you. You know, I've said this before, like when people sit down and create plans like this, right? They all sit around a big table and they say, right, how can we, you know, they're right in the middle of a table, calorie deficit. What else do we need? What else do humans need in a calorie deficit? Well, they need protein and they need nutrients. So they're going to need vegetables and they're going to need fruits. Right. So they need, first thing we need to do is create a calorie deficit, but we also need to do that in a way that makes sure they're getting their protein intake and make sure that they're getting fruit and vegetables so they get nutrients. How can we come up with a completely fucked up way of getting people to do that that makes them financially invested in us and completely attached to us for the rest of their lives. Right, well, let's call this, let's these things here, let's call this, let's call these healthy extras. And let's call these things speed foods. And all this high calorie stuff, let's call those sins to try and put them off eating as many. And that's how it works. They try to create this fucked up approach to what should be a healthy balance of nutrition. So yes, Slumming World, is it better than calorie counting alone? I would say absolutely. And you know, the calorie counting will only suit someone that already has a well-balanced diet. Someone that is already consuming adequate protein, someone whose diet is already rich in fruits and vegetables. You can go to that person and say, "Right, I want you to keep what doing what you're doing, but here's a, a calorie range to stick to." They will be they will find that much easier than someone whose diet is completely devoid of nutritional value and handing them a calorie goal. But is Slimming World better than calorie counting alone for most people? Yes, because it teaches, it did not, that's a lie, it doesn't teach. It encourages, through its disordered approach, at least a healthy balance. Now how that's communicated to its members and how that's delivered by Unqualified consultants is probably where most of the problems start from. Um, But on the face of it, yes, it is a better approach. Because calorie counting alone isn't great. Because it does not address the wider issue that most people have. And it's that their diets just aren't adequate enough in the things that we need. So, if you are thinking about counting calories... Don't just count calories. You are going to have to change the quality of your diet as well. I just recorded a reel this morning at my front door in my pyjamas. I set up my tripod and everything, shut my front door, and then tried to record myself putting a shoebox through my letterbox. (laughs) Um, 
And that's basically to say, you know, if I'm going to put something like people trying to lose weight while making absolutely no changes to their diet, you know, you're trying to force something that won't work in the long term. Yes, if you can face the hunger, if you keep taking yourself to bed early, if you keep drinking buckets of water, if you keep doing whatever it is that you do to try and stop yourself from eating and get through hunger, yes, you will lose weight, but come on. Are you going to take yourself to bed early for the rest of your life? Are you going to drink buckets of water instead of eating for the rest of your life? Are you going to chew chewing gum or brush your teeth to avoid eating for the rest of your life? Turn down social occasions, not visit people, whatever it is that you do? Of course not. You can avoid all that by addressing the quality of your diet, filling yourself up, actually resolving hunger. Because that's what's going to see you be far more successful in the long term. So while you don't have to track or count macros, you do have to have an awareness of the things that your body needs. It might be helpful for a time to track food and just take a look at your protein intake and fibre intake. It will be a complete eye-opener. If you don't track or if you do have the MyFitnessPal app um, or NutriCheck or whatever, If you don't have it, download it. Don't do anything else with it other than keep a record of what you have to eat today, tomorrow. And then go to the, you know, once you've put everything in there for the day, go to the nutrients page. Where is your protein? Where is your fiber? You will, you know, even I work with people who have been working with for a few weeks now. And their fibre intake still between 5 and 10 grams. And it just shows you how devoid their diet is of fruits and vegetables. So yes, while I am going to help them lose weight, far more important than that is going to be helping them learn how to build more fibre into their diet. Because that ultimately is going to be the key driver behind them losing weight. And not just that, it's going to be the absolute key driver behind the long-term weight maintenance. So... Track your food for a day. See what it comes out at in terms of numbers. For protein intake, so let's say you are wanting to lose weight. Take your weight in kilograms and multiply it by 1.2. Treat that as a minimum level. So someone at 80 kilos should be aiming for around 100 grams of protein. Um, Fibre intake, again, in a deficit, 20 to 30 grams a day would be realistic. But in terms of, you know, if you're not even trying to diet or lose weight right now and you track your food for a day, you will probably see that it's it's either low in protein or very, very low in protein. It's probably not going to be reaching adequate levels for most people. And I'm just saying that based on my experience. Um, there are people who are consuming perfectly fine amounts of protein, but they seem to be few and far between fibre God, the vast majority of people not getting anywhere near recommended levels. But track your intake for a day. See how it comes out. Basically, do an assessment on yourself to see where your diet quality is at. Do it for a few days. Do it for a week. If your fibre's between 5 and 10 grams a day, then you've got a massive problem. However, you know what the problem is. The absence of plants from your diet. So start to increase them. And protein. If you are getting... 20, 30, 40 grams of protein a day, then you've identified another problem. You're probably not getting enough protein in your diet. Start to increase that as well. Because when you increase those things and when you improve your overall diet quality, 
your calories will almost always start to come down. Increase diet quality, decrease the amount of energy consumed. It will happen naturally. You won't even have to do it intentionally. You'll be experienced. One of my private clients, one of the things we've worked on with her is making sure she has a filling lunch because she quite often um, works through her lunch. She'll just grab whatever, something from the vending machine, a quick easy snack. And then by dinner time, she's absolutely ravenous to the point where she's snacking in the car home from work. She's making a snack to have before dinner's ready and then having her whole dinner. So we've skipped back a few bits, made sure that they are having an intentional lunch and that's helping avoid and it's helping offset that ridiculous hunger they were experiencing while drastically reducing their calories. But as ever, this is what I do inside Clan Monroe with everyone I work with. Um, So if you do find out that diet quality is the thing you are struggling with, I can help. Um, Because like I say, once you improve your diet quality, you will have far fewer issues with your weight. So yeah, if you are planning on tracking calories, don't just track calories. Address your diet quality as well, because your diet quality affects your ability to stick to those calories anyway. Um, And yeah, I think that's enough for now. So if you found this helpful as ever, drop me a message, let me know, send me a DM, send me an email. Um, I'm always keen to interact and get feedback in either direction, helpful or unhelpful. No, all feedback's helpful. I meant good or bad feedback because one's great. The other one is equally as great so that I can help you guys and improve. And if you have any topic suggestions, please do fire them at me because this one came from an email I received in response to another episode. I'd like to keep doing more of that so that you guys are getting stuff that you need and stuff that helps. Anyway, out for now. Lunchtime. Until next time.